welcome to another episode of Murray Musings. We've got a great guest on today, and we've got Claire in the studio for our Murray Musings uh, headquarters crew. Um, Scott couldn't be with us, but that's okay. We miss you, Scott. Um, so we've got Nick Carter here, and Claire, how are y'all doing? I am good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, Nick, it's good to see you. Good to have you on the pod. How are you? Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks. Um, I'm looking forward to um, uh, chatting about uh, Murray and goodness knows what else um, that's just happened in Rome. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's nice to you know, speak to you guys properly rather than just listening to sort of your conversation. Yeah. Long time it's nice to have another time caller. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to, to have, have another you on. It's your first podcast, right? Yeah, this is the first time I've recorded a podcast. Um, so apologies for any massive rookie errors. Oh no, you oh, listen. Fine. We are the most unprofessional podcast in the world. So any error just is seen as like normal for us. <laughs> I would say laid back. I mean, unprofessional. Yeah, I mean. Scott's not on, so That's yeah, yeah, true, true. Scott's yeah, not laid here. Back. I, I suppose it depends on the guest, the level of professional. So, like when Judy Murray was on, we tried to go like professional, professional. Yes, yes, definitely. But pretty much everyone else would just fly by the seat of our pants, to be honest. Yeah, like I did not write up any of the questions for today. I was like, yeah, we'll be fine. Um, so usually we go um, with your origin story of how you got into tennis and what your favorite matches were that spurred you on. Um, so uh, please uh, tell us everything about uh, your interest in tennis, how you got into it and whatnot. Okay, we're going to go deep and personal here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, here is my soul. Uh, so I uh got into tennis uh mainly because my mum had Wimbledon on uh whenever every year and uh so every year there was just this sort of around about when it got warm my memory is oh the green court things on with people in white hitting the yellow fuzzy ball mm-hmm. um and it's one of those things I I just I again I think it's because you know, I'm close to my mum, so always watched it, but then I'd then go out and have a go, or like I get a pl- I had a plastic tennis racket and a really like foam tennis ball go and hit against the wall. Oh my god, and- you're like Judy Muddy's dream. Yes. So was this like what, <laughs> six or seven, like really young or what? Uh, yeah, well, no, it wasn't a proper tennis ball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's what Judy fact that's what she gets kids to practice with is the plastic rackets and the big foam balls. Yeah. Um unfortunately, um uh, I had a lot of competing other interests as a kid, so I never really fixated on just tennis. Um, and so giving it an actual go was kind of a bit stop-start and um, local club wasn't the most welcoming environment. So really? uh, yeah, um, for uh, for one reason or another. So eventually when I was about 15, my mom finally got me coaching and I started okay. having a go properly. So I uh, had that coach, that poor man, probably lost a lot of hair trying to uh <laughs> trying to coach me um I mean like he was telling me the same stuff over and over again and I just wasn't getting it. um or I, I couldn't execute it uh but watching tennis I think I think I really I overtook my mum in terms of tennis because I just happened to be flipping channels one day came across Roland Garros 
like 2007, 2008, so I would have been 13, 14 at the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought, oh, tennis on an orange court. This is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, this is different. So started watching that, started following the tour, um, got really into it. Um, I don't know if there was a specific match that really got me into it. It was just I found tennis as a sport um, interesting, probably like most racket sports, but I think uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything in particular I was like, whoa, this is cool. I think 2008 Australian Open, actually, because again, it was on the same channel as Ron Garth was on, so that rolled, went rolled around, and that was sort of, I could get up in the morning and watch tennis before doing schoolwork, so um, I um, so I watched that, and there was some really, I remember some really cool matches, I think I got intrigued by Joe Wilfred Zonga's run, Yes. Um, yes. To the final, and because he beat Andy and he beat Rafa, and then I was, as far as I was concerned, Federer, Roger Federer is the best tennis player on the planet um, at the time, and yes, and I was completely shocked that he lost to Novak Djokovic. Um. So I can't think. I think yeah. So there's any specific kind of matches that I can think of that are like from back then. I think a lot of stuff is going to have to be rewatches. Um, I'd say the first tennis match I watched that I just like, wow, this is awesome. Like in terms of like highest level would be that 2012 Aussie Open final, Djokovic uh, Nadal. Because uh, yeah. I just watched that. Like, how are these guys after six hours still getting that ball at each other and making this so physical? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to sleep and then woke back up. And I was like, how are they still playing i i felt mm-hmm. good that i was able to finally you know watch the rest of the match but i was like jesus like i couldn't do it i couldn't can i make it. a can i can i make a confession uh-huh. i've never watched i've never watched that match you don't need to never I mean, watched it and it's the result it, is like eh. well i was i was in, i was so enraged by the semi-final uh-huh yeah oh. when Novak beat Andy that I was like that's it I'm done I'm done with this I'm not yep. watching it and I refuse yep. and I've, I've actually never I've never seen it I mean I've heard all about it never seen it I'm the opposite I've never seen that semi-final between Djokovic and Andy I, I, don't, have to watch I don't remember it you have to watch it I was, you, I was I mean, having... and, you know spoiler it's spoiler good. alert Andy it's loses good. But it's an incredible, it's actually one of, if Scott was here, he would tell you it's one of his favourite Andy Murray matches, despite the fact that he loses. I think Andy said it was like the, map, the one match that he lost that he would rather have won. Yes. Uh, I remember saying yes. that to Novak in like an Instagram live. But I was yeah. having a driving test at the time, so I think I caught the final set, but I've not seen the whole match. Yeah, there's been many times, and Claire and Scott definitely know, that I completely black out any Novak Djokovic match. Um, and it's it's due to uh, the Australian Open. And it's funny how well, I did trauma. not uh, yes, remember uh, about the 2008 Federer match. I was like, oh, that happened? Don't recall. I remember Joe Willie's run, but mm-hmm. Novak in Australia? It's painful. It's painful. I think there's one match you yeah. might remember. Wimbledon 2013. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I definitely 12. remember the wins that Andy's had. I, I don't know why uh, that sticks out more in my memory than uh, Novak's wins. 
it's just tra- it's trauma, isn't it? You, you yeah. associate when you think about Novak and Australia combined, it's traumatic to be an Andy Murray fan. Yeah. When you think about the the Too two. Oh. Oh. Sad times. Really is sad times. <laughs> I'm still convinced. That, I'm still convinced we could get there eventually. That we could we could make it all the way to the final. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like so such a dreamer. I'm like yeah, we could do it. We could do. It. I said it this year. It didn't happen. It might happen next year. It didn't have Lendl. I think that was the problem. If you got Lendl like at Christmas, he'd have won Australia, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously, you know. And and even if he even had to face Novak, let's not go down that road. Let's not <laughs> let's not open that can of worms about you know Novak and Australia. Let's just um, <laughs> let's just move on from that one. Nick, do continue telling us your tennis story. I think that's more or less it. So obviously, I got into uh, is obviously just basically carried on following mainly the ATP tour. Um, been getting into women's tennis a lot more recently, um, and. Um, like I recently probably I, I watched all the slam. I probably didn't follow the tour as closely until so five years ago-ish, um, okay. when all the chaos started happening yeah. uh, in the women's tennis. But yeah, so I always try to to watch the slams when they're on. Um, I probably watched more tennis than I ever have when I discovered that the tour was on Amazon Prime. Nice because I was like, right, that's it. Um, I I don't know what the Amazon algorithm is about me because the only thing this guy watches is tennis and maybe occasional episodes of whatever sci-fi show we've got but um <laughs> so uh yeah there's there's not a lot else uh to my story really it's funny you say that about the amazon algorithms because for me it's <laughs> my algorithm must be mental as well because it's either tennis the office like the, the office usa uh, or one tree hill <laughs> <laughs> one Tree Hill. I haven't seen One Tree Hill in such a long time. I just, I don't know why. I never got into it. It just pops up on Amazon Prime for me randomly. And I'm like, oh, I've not seen this in a while. Okay, I'm just going to watch a random episode. If there's like, you know, if there's no tennis on or I've already watched The Office back to back for like, you know, three months. Because I'll just like get to the end of it. And instead of, instead of having to think about like what new thing I could watch I'll just go mm-hmm. oh, do you know what I'm just gonna watch this again <laughs> mine's mostly that's, reality that's mine looks TV like. um mm-hmm. I haven't watched The Office in such a long time I honestly don't even remember the finale um but yeah it's it's just reality TV for me right now I just need like something that's like a mind suck of like just emptiness just like candy coated like we don't care mm-hmm. you know like it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, just watching rich people fight. I I, I don't know why. It's just See, I, I need like that in can, my life right now. I feel I feel like <laughs> um, they need to do. I mean, I know they are going to do this Netflix documentary for tennis, but I feel like yes. they should have like the real girlfriends of the ATP. Yeah, you know, I need that. <laughs> you know, no, just, you like... don't want that, Nick. No, no, I. <laughs> First of all, I don't think it'd be anywhere as near as dramatic as the Real Housewives of LA I d- uh-huh. or wherever, wherever Hills, city yeah. they're in. Yeah, yeah. Once. Basically. Um, I don't think, I think it would actually be 
pretty dull unless you're Bernard Comics girlfriend. Uh, but, wow. uh, or you're or, because... or you're Morgan. Yes. You know, Morgan you Riddle. Get of friends. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the most drama you'd have got was with Matteo Berrettini. Who? Yeah. Poor mm-hmm. Isla. God mm-hmm. bless. I know. Who else that, would yeah. be there? Well, I love I mean, Kim, of course. Yeah, I mean, Kim would be Kim absolutely be outstanding like because she would just she would just swear the entire time and be like, "Fucking joke!" Is it? I would actually, I would kill. I would have good money, good money to see Kim do something like that. I'm not so fast about seeing you, Lena. <laughs> the whole thing would be is you know, it wonderful with her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because I just feel like, you know, I'm sure she's very, very lovely and she's very beautiful and she's very photogenic, so she would be wonderful on camera. Yes. But I just feel like she's just, she's always so bloody happy about, you know, okay, she's married to Novak Djokovic, so yeah, you are probably... She's rich, so I'd be happy about that. very rich. But she's just like, I feel like her and Novak are just always like, uh, couple goals, look at us, we're just perfect. And I'm like, nah, I want Kim and Andy. I want her, like, calling him a fucking idiot for losing his wedding ring mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah, I, I would love that. It'd be absolutely amazing. I want to also- see her take care of the kids and be like, no more kids. Like, no yeah. more. <laughs> Andy, you are never retiring. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah i think we should maybe we should pitch it to prime so y'all get of course footballers wives and like all of that like trashy reality stuff in the uk right do y'all watch um, any of that no okay never no, mind but th- there is but there is like a real life yes. trashy uk footballers wife saga going on as we speak and I cannot believe we're, we're totally straying off topic of tennis here. I really, I really apologize for anyone fine. who's listening to us, but you know, this like I mean, this has to be brought up. And the irony is that we're talking about it, but I'm about to say I can't believe that people are talking about it like it's such a big deal. I mean, it's, it's headline news is the Wagatha Christie trial. The what it's now? mind blowing. That's what they're calling. Wait, were you talking about something else? No, I was just talking about reality TV in general, because like... Oh, okay, I... so so there is, there is a real-life WAG drama going on right now. Like, it's not reality TV, it's like playing out... Well, I mean, it almost is reality TV, isn't it? Like, like it's, it's playing out across all the news channels, live court reporting every single day. Are we talking Colleen... about Rebecca Vardy again, or...? Yeah, Rebecca okay, Vardy Okay, okay, yes, Rene. I know. That's... Go on. Look at him rubbing his hands in glee. That's they, They've called that Wagatha Christie. Ah, Because of the crime writer, Agatha Christie, and they uh-huh. call the the footballers' wives and girlfriends' wags in the UK. So, Wagatha Christie. It is absolutely mind-blowing stuff, that what these women are arguing over. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and this is what I'm talking about with saying actually tennis, a tennis reality TV series wouldn't be that interesting because I cannot imagine Kim and Yelena doing anything like that, falling out like that. Like Kim just Kim, doesn't care. Kim Yelena's would never. Too, too nice. The only, uh, like, I couldn't, I couldn't really, really see that happening. And I feel like they don't talk as much 
on the tour like it's very segregated and even like with the players themselves it's sometimes segregated into the players camps so mm-hmm. it's like they don't interact as much as footballers yeah. wives yeah which is well, a shame I, yeah because when you think about it like the footballers wives obviously they're a team of however many mm-hmm. so the wives will all be sitting together at the football but you don't get that at the tennis because it's just one maybe if they're a doubles team the wives might sit together mm-hmm. but that's it yeah so yeah it wouldn't, it wouldn't quite be the same thing although I would love it if there was like a little bit behind the scenes drama because I love the drama yeah I'm, yes. I'm here for the drama <laughs> <laughs> I mean you, you we've talked about the idea of Netflix series already have you guys seen Drive to Survive yes no. it's amazing okay it's, that's you need to see it Claire you need watch it because that's it. probably what they're gonna that's gonna be the template for what they go off and um, it doesn't really matter if you don't like F1 like I know loads of people who've watched it and really love it probably wouldn't watch the sport but yeah I didn't get into F1 until that show I'm not into F1 at all like at I all. used to hate it because there were too many car crashes and I'm like I don't want to see anybody hurt I don't want to see like just the drama of it and I just even nascar my mom loves nascar and i'm just like it's just people going around for like two and a half hours like it's not athleticism to me i mean apparently you have to be athletic in the car but it's not a sport to me i I guess it It is a sport i was just about to say the controversial opinion sport not a sport it's not a sport yeah well, I'm going to have to start off this call because um, <laughs> F1 is my other favourite sport alongside tennis. F1 is a sport. Not a sport. It's, it's me, not it's, a sport. It's different than NASCAR. <laughs> I'm just dissing NASCAR because it's more, I'll say it, it's more of a genre for people that are not like me. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched NASCAR and I Yeah, F1 is a little bit more elevated. It, it's definitely... Like, there's, like, Kentucky Derby and then, you know, just other horse races and polo and whatnot. That's more my speed. God, I sound so snobby right now, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I, don't I care. thought with, with my I'm accent that I was going to... you went gonna... from F1 to Kentucky Derby. No, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> races, you know? Like, there's just, like, an elevated, like, status to F1. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I thought with my accent alone, yeah. this would be the poshest podcast you've ever done. But <laughs> Peter, you've just taken this to a whole new level. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Like, I've just been doing errands and I'm like, just time to just chill. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring us back, back on the track tennis. here. Yes. You know, because Thank that's you. what, what we do. And I'm going to ask Nick, you like Andy Murray, right? Because if you don't, <laughs> we are going to, have to terminate this call right now. That's the man. No, that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy Andy Murray is uh, now one of my favourite players. Uh, so, what got you into Andy then? Andy, uh, well, look. Let's be honest. I'm I, I'm just going to be challenged. It starts off with the fact that he is British. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if you're a British as fan following Wimbledon, all the coverage is about Andy Murray, followed by Roger and Rafa, then Novak. Um, 
I would say which is the dust. order which sounds you know the best mm -hmm. ranking mm -hmm. yeah um and so it's it's funny because the, to be honest so again so I'll be watching watching test with my mom who's probably gonna be listening to this so I'm gonna land you right in this one but she did not like Andy when he first showed up um she was to teens uh, to be shocked <laughs> when he first showed up because he was he was kind of a bratty shouty teenager you know and I think the first Andy Murray match I ever watched that I thought uh it sort of watched I thought okay no that that's him that's cool is that two sets love down come back against Gasquet yep. in 2008 yep. everyone yep. fights that yeah that's that um but I yeah, I've had to think, and he just kept on like not quite making it in Grand Slam finals, and I guess that sort of wanting to root for the underdog. It became very clear that even though he was part of the Big Four and over best of three, was he definitely is. that was yeah up there. Yeah, yeah. It, it will <laughs> Sorry, be whenever uh, it's the Big Three now, and so I, I still get a little uh, uh, antsy when people say Big Three. Even though, you know, the narrative for, you know, so long, you know, has been the big three instead of the big four. But yeah, still is part like of my the head's, big four. My head's now in 10 years ago, Peter. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so if we, if we pretend this is 20, 2012, it's the big four. Uh, yeah. And yeah, there is no, yeah, I think for me, I just I wanted him to do it. I just, I just became increasingly like, no, I wanted to do it. I want him to break through and make this a big four competition in the majors mm -hmm. we started getting that in 2012 um that semi with novak came to the wimbledon final um the olympic gold was when obviously that really gets Djokovic and then federer that was okay he's got it like i watched that olympic gold medal match and i was just in awe of the level andy produced in yes. to win that final um because okay federer was tired from that del potro match he's recovered from long matches before um, he's 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 one of the world's top athletes, but um, Murray could have uh, Murray could didn't if Murray played at a lower level, it would have been a much closer match, um, and it was uh, yeah, it was an stunning performance from him. Um, and then that U.S. Open final that he played against Novak, um, and I remember so it was on Sky in the UK at the mm -hmm. time, and which is a pay per pay per view thing, and we didn't have it. My family didn't have it, so I couldn't watch it. But on the night of the final, I was babysitting a friend's kids who did have Sky Sports. So I watched. Um, I I put the match on, and then my mum came. To, yeah, my mum came to join me because I hadn't. No, I hadn't passed my test yet, so she had to come pick me up. So she came and joined me to watch. Because until parents came back who didn't like tennis, so they kicked us out. And uh, yeah, so I didn't see the end of the match. I had to no. go and listen to it on Radio 5 Live. Um, oh, and I, there's nothing worse than listening to a tennis match. It's you, can't, you can't, like, I can't listen to a tennis match. I have to see it. Yeah, I'd rather I have, it, like I'd it have no sounds and just the visual. Yeah, I actually quite like it. Depends on who the commentators are. because they yes. Describe it well. And yeah, so I've kind of had five live on in the background. That's what I've kind of relied on, particularly with the US Open. Often not been able to watch the US Open. So Andy winning over Novak, that was great. And then Wimbledon 2013, 
um, was just epic. That was just absolute elation to see 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 him finally win Wimbledon, and, not, and everyone could just shut up. It was such an amazing day that as well, <laughs> it. wasn't it? Like literally, the weather on that day was stunning, and I I remember seeing like posts of friends on Facebook who who had like my, my so my house that we lived in at the time was like it was like elevated so to get down into the back garden there was like steps at the the front and the back um but I had friends who lived in houses that were just levels so like they stepped out the patio door straight into the garden and so many of them literally dragged their tvs like to the door to the patio door and they had their garden furniture out so they were sitting out in their garden with the tv pulled out as far as it could go to, to the, the door so they could sit out in the sunshine drinking nice. drinking pims and watching the tennis and I remember that is the dream that is the dream stuck sitting in my house watching it because I'm my garden's too low down to be able to do that region so in my next life I'll have a house where the back (laughs) door is level with my garden because even in the house that I live in now my back door isn't level with the garden which is really frustrating although this year I'm going to I'm I'm going to figure out a way to watch Andy win Wimbledon outdoors. <laughs> you can do this. You'll figure it out. Um, I mean, look, if you if you want to hear the classic, my mum missed that match live. She oh, she no. did. She saw him win in 2016. She had to take my sister to um, my younger sister, who would have been what how old was she? 15, 15, uh, to an Ollie Murs concert. Oh no way! That's awful. That's that is the I mean that is like the worst thing to have to miss an Andy Murray final for an Ollie Murs concert. I feel so sorry for your mum. I mean, look, my sister appreciates. <laughs> Peter, have you ever heard of Ollie Murs? Uh, no, that's why I'm like silent right now. I'm just like, huh, okay. <laughs> so o- Ollie Murs was like an X Factor contestant, I think. Okay. Like from many, many, many years ago. He didn't win, but he like he became quite famous, um, and he's now like he does a lot of TV presenting now. Like he's he's like he's he's quite a funny guy. Like you know he's a good presenter, but like as a as a pop star, I just couldn't. Oh man, I would I would be so devastated if I missed the Andy Murray final to take my kid to an Only Mars concert. I'd probably disown my child to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> if, if your child asked to take you to a concert. You have to ask what date is. Yeah. Is it clash with the Wimbledon final? No, <laughs> yep. sweetie, it's nope. not happening. My social yeah. life revolves around tennis, so there has definitely mm-hmm. been times where I'm just like, no, I can't do it. Or I've been like at a Hooters bar, and everyone is watching NFL, and of course, like here in Texas, NFL and college and high school football is just like everything. And I'm like, turn on the TV to tennis, like at least one TV, and I'll like be here with y'all. Otherwise, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd drop my kid off at the concert and be like, no, I'm going to watch tennis. Sorry, you're on yeah. your own. Yeah. You're, you're 12, you're, you're 15, you can survive. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Be fine. Um, okay, so moving on. Yes. You know, just not not to highlight just how bad we will be as parents uh, as our children get older. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to be a pushy tennis dad. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna dad. Mm-hmm. you kind of said like you will yeah. play the sport. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like in my house. We we are um, pushy tennis mum and pushy athletics dad. So yeah, there's not really there's not really a lot of time for going to for going to concerts in our house to be honest. Anyway, so I don't think we're going to have that problem. But let's talk about the week that has been. Let's talk about Rome. Um, I so I have this issue, Nick, where I will immediately forget a tennis match pretty much since I've watched it, um, because unless I'm I'm paying like mega attention to it, I, I just I, I blank out the result. I I sometimes forget who I even just watched. Um, so I had pretty much Rome on a loop all week, but I had it on my I had it on my my iPad as I was working to just always had it on in the background. But I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about what I watched, really, to be honest, but I can tell you who won. That's the, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And really the winners came is no surprise to me. So let's get your thoughts. I, what is what surprised me either there who I predicted, I thought it would be Shantek and Djokovic. Um yeah, Djokovic was just building up. Uh, for a big win, you could see that match with Alcaraz in Madrid was close. Uh, you know, Alcaraz produced an amazing level to win it, but Novak wasn't far off. I think if you've got if Novak could have won that match. Yeah. Okay, that's going to pump him up. He's going to win this. I don't see anyone stopping him. Uh, not Rafa's not fully fit yet. Um, so, not surprised. And Sviantek, that, that, that woman is unstoppable. That woman is unstoppable. So, um, yeah, no, no big surprise. I didn't watch a lot of Rome, I will confess. Um, I um, had other stuff going on that kind of pulled me away from it. Um, I was actually in Scotland, weirdly, um, at the time, um, Edinburgh. So, um, I, because I was away and... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Glasgow. <laughs> Thought you would be. Thought you would be. Um, I've got family up near there, so uh, I, I so yeah went up there for the first time, and uh, unfortunately meant that I couldn't watch the tennis uh, much while I was there. But I was only there for a couple of days. Uh, but what I did see, I, d- I don't think there were any really majorly memorable matches from Rome. I think the only one that anyone was really talking about was the Djokovic Felix Auger scene match, because mm-hmm. uh, I think I heard Felix gave it a good go, but. That's the only really notable thing other than the results that was probably worth mentioning. It's funny how I did not watch that match because I knew that Novak would win it, but I watched Stefanos and Novak and I was just like, come on, Stefanos, give it a good try. Like it could go to three sets and it almost did. Almost. I um, I, I watched more of the women's matches this time round um because I just I I knew I had a feeling that Novak was going to win for the men I just like I, I and I've said this before like I tend to not watch the early rounds of Djokovic's matches simply because I'm you know 99.9% certain he's going to win them mm-hmm. and they're just going to be like absolute annihilations of whoever he's playing so 
I tend to not really tune in to Djokovic's matches until maybe the quarterfinal, semi-final. Um, and I thought the women's, I actually thought the women's matches this time round were so much better. Like the the actual matchups were more interesting to me. Um, but I couldn't believe that Bedosa went out so early. Like I had her going all the way to the final against um, Iga and I had Iga winning it. But I, I actually, I missed the part where she went out and I was like, God, Kazit, is it, um, if I pronounce her name correctly? Kazakina. I was like, she's done really well. She's playing absolutely brilliant tennis. And I'm like, who did she have to beat? <laughs> <laughs> to get to get and I was like, oh, she beat Paula. Um, so I thought I thought the women's matches were really good. I thought the match between um Onspur and Maria Sakri was amazing. Um, the way that Ons came back from that. I thought uh, Maria had it. Yeah, I, I yeah, honestly was I, rooting for her, but it's okay. I I I mean I absolutely love Maria, but I couldn't be sad. Yeah, she lost that match. Yeah, you know, because because Ons is just amazing. So yeah, I like that her was a lot. one. That was one of those matches where I was like, yeah, I'm going to be kind of happy with whoever wins this one. Um, but yeah, I thought the I thought the caliber of the women's matches overall were better than the men's. I think what you're saying is kind of how I feel about women's tennis in general at the minute. I actually think you you get good quality matches. From start to finish, all the way through the women's draw right now, because uh, uh, um, probably much more more interesting matchups um, than the men at the minute. So, mm-hmm. um, how you feel about Rome is how I feel about uh, WTA tennis in general. Um, I yeah, I didn't again. I, I missed the Zachary Jabeur uh, match. Was that more? Did Jabeur just upped her level and just played lights out tennis for the rest of the match, or did Zachary crumble? Oh, I don't like to say crumble <laughs> with that, the exact same I mean, uh, like Maria had it. She had it in the second set. She had what? Did she have match points? I think she, I think she did. I think she did. I think was she? I up forget. Five, like four? I was traumatized to be honest with you. <laughs> she must. I think she did. I think she was five four in the second yes, set. Yes, it was five four. And yeah, I think she did have. I think she might have had match point. And then Oz just came. She she won three games in a row to take the set seven five. And then what the, the the third set ended up being was it like six one or six two? Six two. That's about right. Six, Sorry. I think, yeah. I don't remember. I think was, Again, I, think, I, was I, think, I think it was. I think it was six one. Like it was almost as if it was almost as if she just got a second wind, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to lose this now." So yeah, just absolutely amazing, amazing stuff. She, I think, I think Owens might finish in top five this year. Oh yeah, I'm not sure I what her live ranking is. Uh, well, her race ranking is two. Her live ranking is six. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, so she will be definitely be top five then. Uh, well, there's going to be there's some people ahead of her going to drop points. I mean, like. Don't see Krajika for winning Roland Karros. She's definitely going to drop behind mm-hmm. unless someone yeah. else comes surging in the second half of the year, which is not unheard of. Yeah, I think Oms is probably one of the one of the players to beat. 
definitely Roland Garros and very def- and very probably at Wimbledon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, th- I can't see, I can't see Iga losing Roland Garros. I think it's no. hard to, it's hard. We did say that last year though. Ooh. I didn't. <laughs> well, when Barty know, went out. I don't know who I predicted last year. I think I predicted Barty actually. Yeah. Well, when Barty went out, um, Alec was injured. Like last year, there were only three. There were the three that we thought would win it would be Ash, Simona, Iga. Simona uh-huh. was injured. Ash pulled out after round two, middle of round two. There was only really Iga, and she was cruising. And then Zachary happened in the quarterfinals. Yep. So it's one of those things where I'm like, don't assume this is going to happen, but I would like it to happen. I mm-hmm. think it would be awesome because this this incredible streak needs. Need to slam to cap it off. Yes, definitely. Definitely, yeah, I agree. I think she will do it. I think she will. And Eager's one of my favourite players right now. I mean, hands down. Um, and I, I, I've very few players I can actually just watch win and win in the way that uh, win comfortably, and it still be great to watch. The only others being. That I could think of at the top of my head being uh, Roger and Andy. Oh wow! Um, maybe maybe Emma. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I would. I, I she's in that kind of category. Yeah. For me, just she could be just, and like that final against Anshibou six two six three, but that second set was so good to watch. Um, especially like the when she say three break points because it was she was. All of her onto his on the comeback. She was going to do to her what she did to Zachary and to Pasatina. Um, and then Eager just produces three incredible match breakpoint saving winners. And at that point, it's like, well, that's just going to win. Yeah. It's, it's settled. Uh, but the tennis that she can produce is just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's so good. She definitely deserves another slam. I, I, I still find it amazing that she has because of everything that she's done so far and like especially recently this this winning streak she's been on and you remember she has actually only won one slam but then think about it she's only she's only 20, she's, like 20. She, she's only 20 yeah. she's turning 21 in two weeks mm-hmm. yeah but now she has what five made uh, masters excuse me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yeah. so yeah She's doing good for herself. I still remember when uh, Courtney Nguyen, the WTA insider, was like, you need to watch her. Um, and this was, what, 2019 Cincy? And I uh, ran into Courtney while uh, she was practicing. And I was just like, she's just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch. Yeah. You forget how young she is, actually, because I feel like she's, She's been such a permanent fixture in like the top players, WTA top players. I mean, it's it's only been a couple of years, but I feel like it's because she's just constantly been there and she's always going deep in the tournaments that you feel like she's been around for so much longer than what she has been. So you forget how young she is. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think she will win the French Open and deservedly so. Although you know, 
who knows him and I'd carry me just away <laughs> the bike. <laughs> oh, that was lightning in a bottle. I honestly, God bless her. I, I hope to see it again, but I don't know. I think we will. I think so. I think so. I just, I think there's too much pressure on her just now. Yeah. Um, because, I, I mean, I think it's because she's she's British and the British media make such a song and dance out of it, mm-hmm. of what she achieved. Um, because, like, when you think about it, like, for the French Open, was it 2020? 2020, yeah. the eager one. She kind of came from, she kind of came from nowhere and won our Maiden Slam. And, like, it was absolutely incredible but then there wasn't quite as much written about her like in the papers here and that's obviously because she's not from the UK and it just sort of I feel like the the only sort of level of pressure that I saw applied on her was from like real like diehard WTA fans who knew what she was capable of and now obviously they're starting to see all the, the big results come through for her. But I feel like with Emma, it's almost as if people are like, right, okay, okay, so she's she's now that's how she's come through from qualifying. She's won the US Open. She's going to win like every single tournament she plays in from now on. Um it's, so it's not how it works. It's, no, it's not how it works. I mean, <laughs> if you wanna, I mean, Emma's, I, I'm starting to look into this a little bit. I might write something about this um for the popcorn. Uh, but looking at it and like her win percentage for the people of her age is about right. Everyone like Kostyuk and Towson and uh, they're the same age as her. They're on similar win rates for this year so far um, in their age. Um, uh, you know, she's doing about as well as the others in the generation. It's about as well as Eager was doing at her age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eager won her sample slightly later in her development compared to Emma because Emma just won it straight away. She found She found that top level. I think that was the that was the freaky bit was that somehow she found her top level so early it's hard to replicate when you're that young because you don't know what you did um but like if you even look at like the greats um serena won her first slam aged what 17 mm-hmm. and then she didn't in 1999 she didn't win another one for three, three years and um probably I, I don't know i wasn't old enough at the time to oh, what do you mean what five or six when she won her first one so the, uh, so, but I don't know what the coverage was. Well, when Serena going to win another one? Venus is winning them at the minute. Where, why is Serena going to win another one? And then Serena does the Serena slam and shuts everyone up. Mm. You do, yeah, Peter, do you remember when it was like when the pressure was on Serena to catch up with our big sister? Yeah, it was all that? about like, Venus, yeah. and I was just like, I I love the rivalry, and that's you know what got me remember into when they, tennis. When they used Venus to play and, each other and fight, and then Serena was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna win too," and I'm like, "What? What the heck?" Yeah, because honestly, I'm more of a Venus fan, and so I was just like, "Wow!" Like, just come from behind and just win it all. Yeah. So. It, it was amazing yeah because that, that's how it was it's like ah oh, Serena she's trying to do what her big sister did she's mm-hmm. is she ever gonna is she ever gonna be be as good as our big sister and then Serena's like just watch me mm-hmm. <laughs> like hello um yeah I know it's, it's bad because I, I can remember that I remember watching them play each other and be like I wonder like how must that feel to be playing your sister 
like probably your best friends for this massive title when you know on, on court in that in that moment do they hate each other like do they just you know and are, are they going to be happy for the other one if they win and they lose like it's, it's just funny how to get into that mindset uh-huh uh-huh like many times where i felt like serena wasn't happy for venus but venus was happy for serena and that got to me i'll just say that and end it there <laughs> yeah I, I i love venus as well so i think i yeah i can totally see where you're coming from with that mm-hmm. but like venus was maybe was she the more gracious loser Serena's more competitive. Yeah. Period. I mean, yeah. that's a fact. That's mm-hmm, a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, the stats speak for themselves, don't they? That exactly. Serena's more competitive. Yes. <laughs> oh, the glory days. The glory days. But you were too young, Nick, apparently. So, you know, just leave us oldies to chat. <laughs> I mean, I thought <laughs> we were about the same age, to be honest. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I'm young. At heart. <laughs> We're all born in the 1990s, right? For the, benefit, for the benefit of our listeners, Peter and I are just sitting here shaking our heads. <laughs> <laughs> if you know my uh, Twitter handle, you know what uh, year I was born. But aside from that, yeah, let's move on. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite questions to ask uh, newbies is uh, what song would pump you up if you were on your five-minute warm-up before a match? So what would your walk-on song be is what I usually call it. So if you're going on to the tennis courts, what would rile you up? So most of the music I listen to is fairly happy and upbeat. Okay. So... Uh um, I, Let me guess. So, would it be would it be an Oliver's song? No, I I, I, <laughs> I did listen to Oliver's when I was a teenager, mostly because like I couldn't not hear it because my sister was blurring it out of her room. Um, but uh, she won't be listening to this. She's she's not a tennis fan, so I could get away with this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, it would be. Um, uh, but no, so but like, but I'm thinking about okay, well, what are my favorite songs? They kind of like they get me in a good mood and like. And uh, you know, make me feel happy. But that's not necessarily what you want before going on for a professional tennis match where you want to win. Like it would just be, oh, I'm just here to have a good time, you know. And um, so I think I would probably have to go to something um, with it because um, I don't mind a little bit more. And um, baseline sometimes I'd probably go with uh, Imagine Dragons. Yes. Radioactive. Yes. Imagine Dragons was always a good go-to when I was DJing um, a Challenger event uh, near Dallas, Texas from 2014 to 2018. So yeah, like, of course, what they became really popular in 18 and 19 and radioactive and all that stuff was good go-tos. Yeah, I like it. I like Mm it. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Maybe feel feel like I could probably crush the opposition. Um, if you if you if if you play me at tennis, you realize I'm incredibly competitive, um, and um, I am not I'm not shy of shouting. Come on, <laughs> nice. <laughs> One of those people. 
and not many people play me again. Uh, really? <laughs> uh, I feel like there's another, there's another reason again. why I like Andy's because either I'm very, I'm very competitive and he's clearly very competitive and he'll get, he won't get in your face because he, he's trying to, he, he's trying to pump himself up. But equally, you'll probably also hear me, much like Andy, shouting at yourself whenever you do something stupid. <laughs> do you ever like just rally with your friends like honestly because i'm so competitive like when i was playing like at least what three four times a week i would just rally with my friends because i would get too competitive it would just be too rough on them i can have a rally (laughs) with my friends Or or i would be too rough on myself let's just say that i can have a rally with my friends especially useful when i haven't played for a while yes exactly Um, but um yeah no i i know when it's appropriate and when it's not to go full full on and who you uh-huh. if you're meeting someone for the first time then you don't you don't really want to be that unbearable uh-huh. uh um yeah no i'm i'm up for, i'm always up for having a rally just having a hit um non-competitive um but uh, i i did do that last week week four with a friend and and it was fun but by the end i was wanting to the only thing exciting. I know I need these to mean something now. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. I I am um, I I played tennis with my husband one day just because I can't remember where the kids were. If they were like away visiting my grandparents or they were school, it was a really nice day. We were like, oh, we'll go up to the tennis club and we'll we'll have a friendly game. <laughs> and it almost ended in divorce. <laughs> <laughs> He won, right? like, but, but he won, he won, yeah. Um, he's six foot four, right? So it's basically like John Isner playing Diego Schwartzman oh, in terms no. of the height difference, right? So he was just like volleying the ball over me. And I'm like, how am I meant to reach that? Like, I can only jump so high. You're hitting it really high on purpose because you know that I can't reach it. So, like, the finish of me, like, throwing my racket down, I was like, I'm not playing with you anymore. You suck. <laughs> Yes, it was. Um, yeah, we we've agreed that we probably won't play tennis together again. <laughs> it's for the best. If you want to maintain a happy home, don't play with your spouse. Well, no, worst worst idea would probably be playing doubles as a team. Because if you oh, lose, yeah, that would... that's going to be awful on the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be awful yeah. the next week. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would want to play doubles with him either because I would just be telling him constantly where he's going wrong, even although I've got no idea what I'm doing either. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that'd be a little bit easier on y'all, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) There is definitely, I I prefer mixed doubles instead of regular doubles because there's some guys that are just so competitive. They're like, get to the ball or it's yours. And I'm like, Duh, like I'm like so much closer to the ball. Like quit yelling at me like while I'm trying to hit the ball. Like, where are you doing? Where are you doing? I was watching, I was um so I was watching up I was up watching my daughter play. Um and they were doing they were playing mixed doubles. And so she started running for the ball, like she was closest one to it, and she was just about to hit it. And the wee guy that she was partnered with just like pretty much knocked her out the way and went I've got it and 
hit the ball over the net. Not only did he do that, he hit it out, right? And I, no. I genuinely, I genuinely thought she was going to wrap her racket around his neck, uh-huh. like the look on her face. And she's normally quite chill, like when she's playing tennis, she's like, "Yeah, I'm just here to have fun." And then she looked at him, she was like, "What were you doing? I had it," and he was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." And so she was not impressed by that but like if that had been me there probably would have been like a you know my partner's the, the shape of their head size hole in my racket because you know I would like to play mixed doubles with Andy Murray that would of be course. fun that would be fun I think he would shout at me a lot but I'm probably quite like that to be honest so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> he's quite he's been quite he's, he doesn't tend to shout at his partner when he's playing doubles yeah, he's usually pretty good. I've seen mm-hmm. him with Feliciano a couple of times, and yeah, I, I wish I've seen. Uh, I wish I would have seen him uh, play mixed doubles, especially with Serena, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that partnership needs to happen again, just one more time. Yes. I'd love it so much. Serena needs to come to Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do mixed doubles with Andy. Yes, It'd be amazing. You think she will? I don't know. Mm. I honestly don't know. There's been oh. many people that have uh, just speculated, like, she's going to, like, hang up her racket whenever she wants to, and she won't say a darn thing. And that kind of frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I, I feel that way about Serena. I feel like she might just, like, turn around one day, like, say she's not... Like next year, she's still not played, and she turned around and she's like, "Oh, I had I retired like eighteen months ago." Yeah, like you, you didn't know? know, you didn't see me Did- on the court. Yeah, just like Venus, like had a picture of uh, her racket uh, pressed against her knees. Uh, I guess it was either yesterday or today. I just saw it on Twitter, um, and I'm like, okay, you know, Venus is playing. Like, mm-hmm. where's Serena? Get on the courts, girl. Get yep. on the court. I mean, Venus, Venus is going to be playing until she's 65. Yeah. Like, Venus just loves being on the court, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Love to watch Venus play tennis. I wonder if she'll be at Wimbledon. I wonder if I she would get so. a wild card. Yeah. She'd need a wild card. I would love to be, because I'm going on the Friday, the first Friday and Saturday. That would be amazing if I got to see Venus. I've never seen Venus live. That would be that would be really cool. Nice. I, yeah. might, I might write I might write a letter to Wimbledon when we got off this call, just to urge them to give Venus a wild card. Oh, they will. Like, oh, yeah, so, what are your thoughts on wild cards, Nick? What, what been, my thoughts of wild cards? Uh huh. Yeah, Andy's had quite a few wild cards. I'd just like to talk shit about people for a second. <laughs> no, I'm so kidding. What? <laughs> so what so what's Andy got so so what Andy Murray has wild cards um as far as I'm concerned wild cards are awarded uh for uh to people who the tournament believe um were will play above their ranking mm-hmm. and if you, if you want to take the principle of the thing other than it's a big name to draw tickets exactly um but that's a legitimate reason anyway. And the reason why they're that big name is because their their highest level is a tournament potential tournament winning potential. So one hundred percent 
said, Andy Murray deserves every wild card he gets because there is that possibility that he could find that level to win the tournament. And okay. admittedly, at slams and masters, it's a little bit less likely than if they gave him a wild card into 250. Um, but yeah, 100%. Andy Murray deserves it because you don't know when the, the world, former world number one finally steps onto the floor. So yeah, he deserves all the wild cards he's got and will mm -hmm. probably continue to. Yeah. Do you know what's For like? Do you, know, do you know what's like? Another player that's now going to start requiring quite a lot of wild cards to get into the Dominic team. Mm -hmm. You know, because obviously Dominic's had his, his his injuries and he's now trying to make his way back. And we all saw, you know, we all heard what Andy said to him at the end of their match in Madrid, which was really lovely. Like he'll get there, you know, just keep working hard, keep trying, mm -hmm. and. You know, like Dominic is what he's trying his best, but he's not got much practice behind him. He's still trying to get back to that level of fitness that he once had. And he's losing in round one. Has he made it to round two yet? Anywhere? So, like, he's losing round one, round two. So, he's going to be getting wild cards into a lot of big events. And I'm interested to see if people kick up a fuss about Dominic getting wild cards in the same way that they have done about Andy getting wild cards. Because I am quite happy about Dominic team getting wild cards into any event that he wants. Because who doesn't like Dominic team? Yeah. Like he's, he's a, a good, major he's a good champion, guy. too. You know, exactly. And he's won the US Open, so he deserves it. But I, I'm interested to see, like, what other people's reactions to it will be if they're, like, the same people who call Andy, Andrew Wildcard Murray. If they start calling Dominic team, Dominic Wildcard team. Depends what country they're from. But mm -hmm. I think it's a yeah, good point. And I think it German depends on which player fine. they root for. I'll just say that because I don't want mm -hmm. them to come after me. Actually, I'll, I'll say it. It's the Stefanos pals. Oh, he did it. Are very that. vocal. <laughs> or the Sipsy pals. Yes, the Sipsy pals. Oh goodness. Well, I, I would say that we've um, we've not really quite covered Rome the way that I thought we might have done, but we have had a good chat. <laughs> I mean, it, look, it doesn't sound like we watched much of the tournament, any of us. So, <laughs> and um, I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but I don't have much plans for the tennis world this week because there's no Andy Murray, still no Andy in Leon, no Andy in Geneva. He's not going to be playing Roland Garros. So basically, I've I'm off clay again. I liked it for like a week. Yep. And now I'm off it again. So that's like my feelings on the rest of the, the clay court season. And I'm just counting down the days now until June when the grass, the real, real tournaments begin when Andy Murray gets back. Um, but of course, we will, we will be back with, a, I'm sure we are going to be back with a Roland Garros preview because that actually starts in like, it starts in like just over a week, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Starts Starts on Sunday. So actually, do you know what? I, I don't know who I'm kidding about us being back for a preview on Roland Garros because, let's face it, we need we rely on Scott to get these episodes out. So we do you want to do a quick one now? <laughs> <laughs> let's do a quick one now. 
let's get quick fire predictions because this one might come out before before Roland Garros starts, right? So let's get our quick fire predictions. Nick, you go first. Who's winning Roland Garros? Uh, men and women, or men and women? Yep. Well, women, Shiontek. Uh, men, Rafa. Ooh. Okay. 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 I think the foot will be fine. Bold prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would Peter? like that. Honestly, yeah, I don't want to say it. Um, I think Novak could win it. I mean, he's won it before, but I, I mean, it could be the Rafa Garros again. Like, it's okay. all about Rafa for me. Um, okay. Kidding. Um, but yes, it's all about Iga for me. Like, mm-hmm. Iga's going to win it, period. I, I mean, yeah. I would love to see an Ons Iga final. Um, yes. But. Aside from that, I don't know anybody that can challenge Iga right now. Mm-mm. Yep, I agree. I think it's going to be Iga and Novak. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a Djokovic, um, I think it's a Djokovic slam. Is Medvedev coming back? Because I would quite like to Under? see a Djokovic, I think a Djokovic Medvedev final. Mm-hmm. Medvedev okay. is playing Geneva this week and he's playing Roland Garros. Okay. I'm going. I'm going with Djokovic made the final, but I think Djokovic will win because Daniil does not like. Is no one joining Alcaraz hype on the dirt? He's still too young for for seven. We'll be sensible here. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he will one hundred percent be winning slams in the future. I just think now it's still a little bit too early for him. Like he's still. Okay, I mean, he's, he's obviously proved himself against the big guys, like he's mm-hmm. beaten them, but it's the best of five, which is going to be the big test for him. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if he's quite there. Yeah, he will be. I give him, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised we're having this conversation again just this time next year. And we're like, yeah, he's definitely going to win Roland Garros, but I don't think yeah. it's going to happen this year. Yeah, I think I don't I- see it this year. Yeah, I agree. I think if he has that match like he did in Madrid against Novak, Novak wins it in five, over five sets. He'd be fifth. Um, healthy Rafa would all. Mm-hmm. I mean, healthy Andy Murray beat him, didn't he? So mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a that's a big that's a big one for Andy. Actually, when you when you look at Alcaraz's form now, Andy's already beaten him. So you know. Yep. I was there for that match. Goodness. That was great. Oh, that was a very good one to be at, Peter. Not jealous at all. Not in the slightest. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. That's our predictions for Roland Garros. So this episode will, you know, hopefully come out like the day before Roland Garros. We'll do a wee midweek, mid-tournament um chat because let's face it it's not happening beforehand so (laughs) thank you for listening to us if you made it this far i hope you've enjoyed today's episode nick thank you so much for popping down to money hq i hope you've enjoyed your visit and um i hope we've not scared you off and you'll come back again soon um what i will say is uh, the next time you come back scott will probably be here so you won't really get to talk that much scott talks a lot uh Very, it's very quiet without Scott down in Murray Usen's uh-huh. HQ, isn't it, Peter? It, is. it really is. Um, yeah, so that's been us. Uh, 
thanks for thanks for tuning in guys uh scott will be back next week i expect i'll be back peter will be back and nick hopefully will be back sometime in the future i've been claire he's been peter and he's been nick thanks guys bye hi i'm andy murray and you've been listening to the murray musings podcast <laughs>